Hey folks, season four, episode two of the Application Security Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Christian Fellini, who is a project lead on the OWASP core rule set project for mod security. Christian explains to us what the core rule set is, how it fits together with mod security, and also shares some of the output from a session they had at AppSec EU where a bunch of vendors and people that are into this project got together and discussed how to make core rule set even better for the future. So we hope you enjoy. The Application Security Podcast. Here we go. We are coming to you from AppSec EU once again, and the topic for this particular session is, amongst other things, mod security and CRS, but we'll get to that in a second. I'm joined by Christian, and Christian, if you would, please tell us a little bit about your security origin story first. If there was a comic book, what would episode one in the Christian story of, uh, <laughs> of security, what would that entail? How'd you get into this? Uh, the prequel, or uh, the first chapter, would be uh, Christian Follini attending university studying medieval history. Okay. And in his spare time, uh, running around medieval castles in Europe doing historical reenactment. And when I finished my PhD, I would apply at different museums to get a job, but actually I landed in a unique service company. Hmm. However, that happened. And from there was a r natural... Uh, Evolvement to get more and more into security and start volunteering, working in open source products and projects, and become a security engineer over time. Okay, and I, and I must tell the audience that uh, as we were preparing for the interview, Christian was trying to plug his laptop in and was using some type of electronic gear, which I thought was maybe anti-hacking or something. You were concerned about some malware in the power plugs or something, but uh, turns out you were just looking for the right voltage, right? <laughs> yeah, probably true. <laughs> Usually works, didn't this time. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so what, are the, what, what OWASP projects do you focus your time on? I'm working mostly on the Coral set. So uh, we're like the OWASP project with the longest name, we're the OWASP Mod Security Coral set. And if we're picking up where Tin Saw uh, finished uh, his interview with you, uh, Mod Security is an engine running in a web server making it uh, a fully featured WAF. But that is only the engine. On top of it, you will need the rules. And this is where the OWASP Mod Security core rule set comes in. That's a core set of rules which give you a base level of security. Base level in the sense that we like to think ourselves of covering 80-90% of web attacks by default uh, with a very low percentage of false positives. And then you can tune and reconfigure it to bring the 80-90% to far beyond 95 up to 99%. So when you say 80-90% to 90 of web attacks, if we were to look through the OWASP top 10, what what is core rule set trying to knock out? I mean cross-site scripting, SQL injection, what else? Uh, it's the big ones. Um, if you really push uh, a burp on steroids 
to take all out of the attack scanner, uh, he's no longer able to push an SQL injection through the core rule set. Okay. Meaning recovering all the generic attacks, the script key stuff, and it takes a dedicated, well-advanced attacker to bypass the core rule set. Okay. I'm not uh, claiming that it's impossible, but a standard scanner is no longer capable of doing that okay. if you configure it correctly. Yeah. And yes, it's the basic, it's the, the injection stuff, it's the cross-site scripting, it's remote command uh, execution, it's PHP code injection, and one of the newest features we're going to release is uh, Java injections. So all these Java serialization, serialization. Okay. attacks we've seen in the last one or two years, we bring a big set or group of rules which are addressing these threats. Okay, what about uh, XXE? Uh, that is an option, there is a feature we're bringing, but not security, so the base engine is not very strong on this. Okay. And, and we're definitely limited by the capabilities of the engine underneath. Okay. And that goes on to say, uh, we're only a first line of defense. Uh, putting a well-functioning WAF in front of your application doesn't mean that's the end of your security problem. Yep. No, that is a second safety net when you have bugs in your software, which you're likely having. And uh, this will mean we protect you as a second safety net. Okay. Okay, so, uh, so mod security is not, is that an OWASP project as well? No, it's That's not. That's an industry, it's an, an industry, open source. It's an industry open source project okay. run by Trustwave. Okay, and then, but the core rule set is in the OWASP uh, universe. Domain, exactly. So the two projects are really distinct and separate. There's some people working on both projects, but uh, it's basically one is the engine, that's the C code, and the other is the, the rule language. Okay, and I, I know you, uh, or I've heard that you had a kind of a big meeting or event here at AppSec EU in London. What, can you tell, tell us a little bit about what's happened with the core rule set project in the last couple of days here at the conference? Uh, we've set up a Coral Set Community Summit uh, yesterday, so we used the AppSec EU conference to bring together our community to have the developers actually talk to the big integrators. The point about mod security in Coral Set is it's not, indiv not necessarily individual users using it on their local website, but it's the big content delivery networks or commercial products who are basing their uh, offerings on our stuff. Okay. And we've heard yesterday there are content delivery networks using our rules on 50 terabit per second of, of bandwidth. So there are millions or hundreds of millions of sites which are protected by our stuff. And we're just a tiny uh, open source project. And yesterday, for the first time, we took all these people into the same room and we had very good feedback of people actually coming in, flying in from all over the world to talk to us for the first time and get to talk to, to one another because a lot of the people in the room have been competitors and okay. they usually don't talk to one another but there we had tech people say, uh, realizing, look, we have the same kind of problem here and this is our solution, what are you guys doing? Uh, maybe we should work on a common standard or maybe we should this, uh, do that. So it was a networking event to a very large extent where we got people in touch with one another and forming small groups of task forces to tackle certain problems, come up with solutions or helping uh, 
the projects with their unique resources. Because uh, for us as a small project, uh, we're the developers and we have a very limited insight on, on web traffic. Obviously, mm -hmm. just the sites we're running ourselves. While it's the big content delivery networks, they have a huge amount of traffic and they see all the false positives. They get the complaints from their users and it would help us a lot if they would forward this feedback to us. Mm -hmm. And we've made good inroads yesterday organizing that. So, I mean, first, congratulations for building a product that can handle a 50 terabit per second of bandwidth. I mean, that's... I guess they're using a couple of servers to maybe do that. Maybe a few, a few. It's not just one, maybe. But, but still, to have a project that's created by, in, in the OWASP universe, and that has that amount of impact yeah. on protecting the internet in general, that's just a really cool, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed by that, I think that's, that's very cool. Um, based on the, the summit that you had here, what do you think are the top three things that are gonna come out of this summit that users and people that, people that are, are fans of Core Ruleset and, and that use the project, what are the top three things they're gonna see over the next year as a result of the summit? Uh, I think the project is going to profit from uh, more input, more feedback, faster feedback loops, resulting in a shorter release cycle. So we want to react quicker on new threats, maybe write new rules, or push the new rules out faster to the users, maybe via a set of uh, beta rules or testing rules that are not yet enforced, but you already get to see the alerts, stuff like that, okay. because the big companies, the big integrators, can help us with that. What we're also going to see is uh, a new abstraction level because now we're tightly coupled with this mod security engine which, uh, it has to be admitted, uh, works on a quite awkward rule language that is really hard to, uh, to read for yeah. most people. I usually state I'm suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. I read the rule language like the newspapers. <laughs> but uh, that, that is, for most people in the world, that's really painful. Yep. And, uh, and we're, uh, we built a group yesterday where we want to develop uh, a, a meta rule language and then the mod security would just be an output filter. Ah, so we would okay. compile or process the meta language into mod security speak and this would allow us to do a different output filter to, for uh, other WAF products, uh, for, uh, commercial and non-commercial offerings or let's do a Python output filter and then people can use our knowledge into their input validation right in the application and the same with Java, Ruby oh, nice. or into the frameworks. So this will certainly widen the audience for our knowledge which is built into the rules and, and there is like 15 years of experience into these rules and so far that's fairly limited to mod security. After the break Christian continues educating us about the future of the core rule set. The Application Security Podcast operates with support from Security Journey. A security belt program provides the three pillars of successful AppSec training. Learning, application, and experience. Visit us on the web at www.securityjourney.com to learn how you can teach and empower your developers using a new kind of security training. Christian picks back up answering the question about the timeline for a new input validation abstraction layer in mod security with core rule set. Christian? 
don't hold your breath on this. But we have done good inroads in cleaning up a rule base. So uh, this was primordial for this uh, new adventure because now when we generate the rules, we compare it to the original rules. Okay. And this helps a lot because bef before that it was historically driven, it grown a lot and awkward things in it and things we didn't understand ourselves because it's been so long time. Uh, I think so the base is late now and we already have a, a, a proposal, a written down proposal how this could look like okay. with example rules in it. But still, uh, we need to develop that standard. There are now multiple commercial companies who formed it like a committee yesterday who want to work on this. Okay. So I'm confident that in the next couple of months we're going to see a valid proposal who can cover, cover the whole rule set and then maybe develop uh, it. I wouldn't be surprised if it would take at least a year or maybe more, but that's kind of the horizon. Are any of these... Uh, is there like a commercial support or anything that happens in this type of uh, project? Like if you have all these big companies that are using yeah. Core Rule Set, are they contributing to the project itself to kind of help move the project forward? Okay, so we're uh, we're like 10 people with commit rights on the project. Okay. And we have, com like most of us have commercial uh, backgrounds from companies who uh, profit from a working Core Rule Set. Uh, and then we have a bit of sponsors, so Trustwave is actually dedicating two people to us who work on and off on our project and they also develop the mod security engine and our biggest sponsors right now is AV Networks. So they hand money to the project via OWASP, uh, but we'll certainly welcome more commercial integrators dedicating resources to the project or yeah, helping us out, helping us with marketing. And one thing that we're really lacking is like success stories. So we know there are a lot of people using this. So you need that you need that CDN story that was told. To that you is that so room. interesting. You need to get that on a on the website. website. Yeah, and, and and this makes me think of OpenSSL. Kind of what happened with OpenSSL over the last number of years. So everybody was using it and nobody was contributing to it. Yeah, and then all of a sudden. They, a lot of people got called on the carpet about it to say, you're, you're building your products on this and you're not contributing to it. And then everybody, all the vendors kind of said, oh, okay, you're right. And they yeah. formed the, you know, I think they, I think they do a, a lot foundation, of Linux yeah. uh, software foundations. Yeah, stepped in and channeling the money. They channel, and, yeah, yeah. So they and can get real people working it full time, yeah, which is so yeah. beneficial. And it yeah, seems like in this case. It is a similar situation on a smaller scale. Okay. Yeah, I think. Not as many people use our stuff as OpenSSL, yeah. and we're not a one-man-driven uh, shop like Open, OpenSSL used to be. Yeah. And now I think they're up to five or six developers, which seems perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah it seems like yeah. the right amount on top that of all the integration thing. testing Doing and things thing. that happen in the companies and stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. And um, with, like with a lot of uh, development product, uh, projects, this is not about only the code. It is about people coming in and testing stuff. Yep. And people uh, writing blog posts about this, look, this actually works, or this is our story with it, or giving us feedback, because we're, we're all blind in a sense that this works for us. Where could be the problem? And then yep. people saying, look, on my server, my service doesn't work at all. Yep. We need this feedback, and we live on that. Yep. So any, anything else that you see coming out of the, the forum or the summit here that's going to be, we talked about... Um, more input, feed, faster feedback, feedback loops, this new abstraction layer, which yeah. I'm pretty pumped about that. Well, um, any other big things you see coming out of the, the forum? 
uh, I think these are the big ones and then uh, we got people to, to talk to one another okay. and that is very creative. So there was a guy from, from Uruguay, uh, Rodrigo Martinez, and he was talking about machine learning and what security and we go, oh, well, that's impossible to do and he proposed a talk and then he presented it yesterday and said, no, actually there is a base, you can actually do machine learning in, uh, hmm. uh, with mod security uh, even if it looks a bit limited in the rule language. And you don't need uh, cloud-enabled, artificial intelligence, super commercial, very, very expensive product to do this. You can get inroads and can get quite far remote security with existing open source technology. Hmm. Okay. So that was good fun. Yeah. So he and so he's going to pursue that and go. I think further. he's going to pursue that, and he raised a lot of interest in people flocking around uh, his presentation. We did a poster session where we had people present a poster like for five minutes, and then people regrouped. And rotated throughout the room to get people to talk to one another, move them around, and talking about security CRS for four hours can be really boring. Okay. And that was changing the pace a bit, and uh, and uh, got people much more involved. And I saw that people were really interested because it was so surprising that he could present results of his research. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that sounds actually very interesting, and hopefully he'll take that further and. Absolutely. We'll see that in an, an up, upcoming AppSec okay. EU or USA conference where he actually makes a big uh, that will big be scale welcome. Talk. Yeah, cool. So let's. Uh, I got one more question for you because, and it's, I'm going to completely yeah. switch gears. Still focused mm -hmm. on mod security and CRS, but um, I'm curious as to your take on the industry appears to be flocking to more of an IAST, IAST, and RASP kind of a solution. So interactive application security testing and then um, runtime application self-protection. Yes. Where do you see mod security and CRS fitting into where it seems like we're going into the future? Do you see this project being a RASP and becoming something that's, that, that's kind of following the industry? Is it gonna stay in the WAF kind of perspective or big picture, where do you see this going? Uh, I think it needs to integrate with agile and development, absolutely, and this works. We had a poster yesterday um, presenting the idea to put it into continuous integration pipeline right into it. Okay. So developers, when they do a, a pull request, they get immediate feedback if there's going to provoke false positives uh, by the WAF that's going to be used on the production like in half an hour. Uh, well, a problem we are seeing right now is developers after a continuous integration pipeline, they're completely agile, they push it out and then it breaks. So we need to get closer to the developers and the tool set is all there, the tool chain is there, it's open source, you can very easily integrate it into your process in your company, how you do, how you do software. Okay. And uh, with all the containerization, uh, for us it's a lot easier to get into these uh, pipelines than with the big commercial products because mm -hmm. they, they've built fences around the products, they've built hardware appliances and stuff like that and now yeah. they're struggling to catch up while as we're software, we're completely uh, dynamic and we can put us in any environment that you wish to, for. And this is being done by, actively. By okay. companies. Yeah, and that's, that's an encouraging poster, kind of the story that you had there about that where they took that and put it into continuous integration and ran it through the mm -hmm. test yeah, to yeah. figure it out because that's one of the biggest gotchas for this type of technology is everything looks good in development, <laughs> rolled into production and everything broke. Yeah, yeah. What do we do? We had to roll everything back, and, yeah, and, yeah, and then yeah. we had to go and and, work and figure out how we turn down the WAF to make it go away. 
Um, certainly, yeah, certainly seems like a good uh, perspective. Now, could you take this, could you take the core rule set technology and integrate it? Could it, could it at run inside of the Java virtual machine? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, we talked about this um, meta abstraction language and then we do, we compile Java code out of it. There will be, once we have that compiling Java code out of it, will be completely feasible. So the abstraction layer would, so, so the abstraction layer would open the door for the core rule set to become an IAST testing, testing kind of suite eight. or even a RASP protection Yeah, and integrate it wherever you want to. Where you do, where you validate input, you can now add this library on top. Okay. And that's, that's the goal. And I guess you would just have, I mean, in, in core rule sets perspective, mod security provides you with the, the um, accept and reject, phys, you know, the, the logical structures that, you know, core rule set is fed into mod security and then mod security reads the rules okay. and then decides, do I either let this go through or do I drop it on the floor? Actually, we tell Mod Security. Okay, you tell Mod Security. And uh, that uh, it's leading away now. Uh, it's getting very technical. But uh, the decision if, if this is good or bad and the decision to block it, these are two different, uh, two different definitions. First, you have the rule who said, look, this smells like SQL injection. Okay. And then you make a decision, yes, and now we're going to block it. But that's two distinct things. Okay. And uh, I think they want to have the, the meta language just work on the first one. Okay. And just do indicators. Look, I'm seeing the following. And then in your code to make the decision. This will allow you to say, look, this smells like a PHP in injection, okay. but I don't care because I'm doing C-sharp here. Okay. Uh, uh, so, um, you get, the decision gets closer to the code. Yep. Uh, right now, in the coral set, this is baked together because it's all about security. And we, uh, we're agnostic of the backend because that's how it usually works. If you're content delivery networks, you have no idea yeah. what uh, programming language the backend is running. But if you do this as an input validation, you completely in the known uh, what is your weakness what is your threat model and we're not even doing SQL here so why would you care about this yeah and it almost seems to me like mod security core rule set and mod security start to decouple more and That's more true. in the future and core rule set could actually feed another project that acts as a rasp in java or a rasp in .net or csharp.net um, it starts to see like core rule set kind of starts to rise above all the other things that consume it in the in the lower levels. That is a perspective, yeah. Is that, so that's that's kind of where your is that your kind of strategy or where you where you think the project's going? Yeah, yeah. There is a strategy behind it. That's true, but it's also natural development because okay. we we see people. Yeah, I'd like to use your stuff, but I'm not using mod security. Yeah, and this is a continuous uh, question and. It's, it's not as simple as we have an Apache web server anymore. That's not the world anymore. So yeah. people have Nginx and Apache and uh, some clouds are running IIS and uh, we're addressing these, but all the other stuff, all these fancy new servers, we're not uh, working on them so far. And we want to, to uh, push our rules on these uh, technologies as well. Yep. Because the, the world is much more diverse now. The internet is dynamic, diverse, many more choices. And there are little alternatives uh, that are as generic as the core rule set that can 
applied to all sorts of inputs. Yeah. So where would you recommend our listeners go for more information here about mod security, core rule sets, everything else? Where's, where's the best place to go? Uh, the best place to go is the coreruleset.org website of the project. There you have the basic introduction, tutorials, how to get this running, how to integrate it uh, very quickly. Uh, there you also have the blog post about the project to get a feeling what we're actually doing. And from there you can link over to GitHub where you report your false positives, where we help you to weed them out and stuff like that. So it's a project website, it's the most active one. Uh, modsecurity.org is important for the engine, but it's, uh, it's less focused on the rules, it's more about the engine. Okay. All right. Well, Christian, thank you for taking the time today. This was great to get this. I know I learned a lot about core rule set and, and things I didn't even realize it could do. So this has been very helpful. And so thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Chris. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Application Security Podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please do us a favor and visit the iTunes store and give us a five-star rating. Our intro music is 8-Bit Kung Fu by Bourne and TJ. And the outro is Southern Delight by Stefan Kartenberg. You can find us on Twitter at AppSecPodcast or on the web at www.appsecpodcast.org.